Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? Welcome. It's Thursday, so it's Guided Spirit Conversations Day, and I hope you're all doing well. Today, I'm really thrilled to have Karen Copperweight with me. She's also known as Soli Sister and is an intuitive, heart-healing, soul-nurturing, intuitive healer, life coach, and angel messenger. Karen facilitates vibrational energy shifts and invites lightworkers to step forward into their life purpose and ignite their inner wisdom. Through intuitive intuitive life coaching and energetic healing, Karen is a teacher and a guide who is here to inspire and provide a soulful toolbox that individuals can use to move forward strong and confident in all areas of their life. Welcome, Karen. How are you doing? Good, Marla. Thank you so much for the introduction and thank you for having me on your show. I'm so excited. I've been trying to get you on here for quite a while. So I'm so happy to finally have you here. Let's let's start at the beginning. Sounds good. When did you have your foray, start your foray down this journey, down this one-way street that we go through? (laughs) Well, like all of us, you know, it's it's an interesting story. Um, you know, unexpected, not not well planned out. I didn't come in uh, with um, any kind of a mentor, any kind of a family member who uh, showed me the ropes or knew what what um, you know an intuitive mind uh, was like. And so um, I like you know you was doing my thing, and eventually um, my life became more and more chaotic. Uh, you know, feeling more and more pressure, feeling more and more, you know, unable to be present to what was swirling around me. And it was at that moment of um, coming home from work, driving, racing against the clock, uh, three kids at home waiting for me to take them places that I just wanted to break down and said to myself, there has to be something more to life than the way I'm living it. And as you know, when we put out something like that to the universe, when we cry out for help, um, things are already in the works, right? Already in the works for us. (laughs) And so that really led me into um, a whole other world. And I opened the door uh, and met so many spiritual teachers and mentors. And I called them at the time supporters and guiders. (laughs) Um, and, And that led me to... Um, taking some classes and, and learning some energy healing modalities that were, a, you know, a catalyst for me really feeling more and more at home with myself. Boy, do I understand that story. And you call yourself the reluctant angel messenger. Tell me about that. Why very reluctant? <laughs> well, I, I, one of the uh, energy modalities that I took was called integrated energy therapy. And again, I was clueless. You know, had no uh, frame of reference. I had heard of Reiki, um, but this opportunity to learn this energy, energy modality, uh, which is healing with the energy of the angels, came forward. And so I went and um, I, I had a really like uh, total body experience with connecting to that energy. Very, very unexpected. I really had no idea what to expect, but learning the modality and then practicing on the partners in the morning or in the afternoon of what we learned in the morning was how this worked. And so, you know, doing it very, very like methodically (laughs) because I had never really done uh, the sequence of connection before. Um, And I just, I, I had this feeling of joy come over me like something I had never experienced before. Um, that's the only way I, I can describe it. Um, you know, in life, Marla tells us, you know, what's supposed to be joyful, right? You know, this time in your life, or when this happens in your life, or maybe when you get this experience, that's supposed to be those most joyful times. Right. Um, and, and it was in this moment with someone who was a stranger 
uh, I only met that day, putting my hands on them after connecting with uh, the angelic energy and letting that energy channel through me and out through my hands for the other person. So again, this idea of just being a go-between was something I didn't have any clue what that meant, but in the moment of connection was what I felt. And as I kept moving through, because again, I left that day kind of in shock and really uncomfortable uh, at the experience, um, I started practicing on more and more people. And during that times of practice, again, just practice. Hey, did you know I, I, I tried this? Would you like to you know, let me practice on you? And um, I would start to receive messages. And of course, I was like, you know, totally shaking them off, like, you know, a pitcher who shakes off the catcher's signal, you know, like, uh, I can't say that. <laughs> and what happened was spirit and the angels would really repeat themselves three times for me. And finally, I was like, okay, okay, I'll say it. But it always took three times before I was like, okay, I'll say it almost in that in that tone of voice that I'm giving you. All right. All right. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so that's really why, you know, I, I I laughingly say now I, I can be the reluctant angel messenger, although now, you know, after this many years, uh, I trust that whatever's coming through me is for the other person, and all I need to do is deliver the message, right? Uh, that's, all, that's my responsibility. Exactly. You, know, that's you don't judge, you don't filter, you don't question, you just repeat it, yeah, because the angels know. Yeah, I don't worry about how it's going to be received. I do sometimes get people say, I'm not sure what that means, or I'm not sure what they're referring to. And I always know, you know, I I listen a little bit more, try to give that a little bit more detail, and then just say, you know, maybe this will come to you. You know, I believe that there's purpose behind this, and so I'm just going to let it be, and we'll we'll keep moving. Or keep your antennas up, because if it's (laughs) coming through, you know, it might not be in your energetic field now, but it might be in a week or two. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it usually happens. I love when people, you know, send me a message, an email, a call and say, I know what they were talking about now. (laughs) It's always fun. It is. And it gives you confirmation, which makes you feel so much like, okay, the angels aren't disappointing. And even though you know, they'll never disappoint you. It's still another confirmation like, yep, spot on, spot on. Yes. And, you know, what I love about working with the angels when they want to deliver a message is um, the way they bring it through is so high vibrating. That's the only way I can describe it. It raises up your energy to receive it. And it's like the feeling of giddiness. I use that term every single time because how often in our lives, uh, you know, at this point, do we get to feel that energy of being giddy? You know, we and, have it as a child, but yes. as adults, we lose that. But now it's like, what? I'm feeling giddy. The angels are with me. Absolutely. And so, you know, that's that's the fun part about working with that energy. Um, we have to raise our own energy up in order for them to come into that place to be able to meet and be able to communicate and um, to feel, you know, that back and forth feeling. That's so true. I want to go back to that first person when you were doing your first message. Yeah. Do you remember that experience, like her reaction, what she came back with you, you know, when she gave you any feedback, what it was and how you reacted to it? Well, that's a great question. But I'll tell you the truth about the first connection. You know, it when I was in that class, learning in the morning, practicing on a partner in the afternoon, and then we switched is what happened for me is that initial, you know, um, connection. And then that feeling of what I describe as joy, like I had never felt before. And then I began doing uh, the hands on the crown chakra. You started there and moved to the different energy centers in the body. What happened for me is I started to sweat profusely. Like, I can't even tell you, Marla. It was like I was on fire. My hands were on fire. My head was on fire. I was sweating down from the top of my head, literally ski slope on my nose. And I was praying, please don't let that hit her. (laughs) And I remember praying, could you please turn down the heat? Could you please turn it down? But I think, again, so the ability to receive messages at that point was not there. Um, I was just channeling energy and trying to get uh, my body to, I guess, adapt to what that was like. And I also think probably because I was a very reluctant uh, conduit at the time, um, they perhaps needed to shock my system. So I knew this was something. 
And that would have been like me. That would have been like me. Yeah. When I get into the energy, I either itch, my eyes start to water, and, and I start to yawn. It's not pretty at all. And I look like a raccoon when I'm done. But at least I know I'm like right there in the energy. Yeah. And again, not pretty, but effective. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was something I, I didn't know anything really about how this would work. And so about a few days after this experience, I said to the the teacher, you know, I need to talk to you. I mean, it was like, I was like, there was something wrong with me. I did not see it at that point as connection. Um, I did not see it as something uh, you know, that sweating profusely really made me feel self-conscious. I thought there was something wrong. And I just remember her sharing with me, you know, Karen, isn't this such confirmation that you're connected? And I was just like blown away. I don't know how else to say it, but I was just like, what? Like that's, I, I just, I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't have the experience or, the, you know, any kind of, of background information to understand what was happening. Um, so, you know, to answer your question, though, the, the ability to receive what uh, they wanted me to uh, share with the person I was working with didn't happen right away. And I, and I, and I, was, I, I was kind of, you know, a, a slow, reluctant learner in that um, I didn't really want to see this as something uh, to pay attention to and that perhaps it was a gift I was meant to share. I was still very much in the um, the fear mode, I guess, of um, wanting to hide these gifts that were coming forward so rapidly, you know. And for me, um, I, I ended up, uh, you know, the gifts of of the intuitive, the Claire's, those gifts were I was hearing things, and I always say it comes in on my right side. I was seeing visions because I usually uh, almost always do my work, uh, even when I'm doing a distance healing you know, on Zoom or the phone, closing my eyes so I can see the vision on my left side. I feel things in my body so I know what it's like for the other person. And then sometimes, you know, you just know things. While you're getting messages from departed loved ones and what I call spirit. So spirit, when when spirit speaks, it's, it sounds different than when the angels speak. And so um, all, all of those those things just dropping in, uh, for me, were, was really disconcerting. <laughs> you know, so what's, the difference, what's the difference between the sound of the angels talking to you and the sound of spirit talking to you? Yeah, so that's a great question. Uh, vibration. You know, so the angel energy uh, is a very high vibration, very moves very quickly um, so that I can feel that uh, energy in my body. And um, the way it comes through, just a higher, uh, more rapid type of movement. Mm -hmm. When spirit's speaking, it's a much more deeply felt um, energy. Um, I would call it, uh, spirit's energy for me comes in as deep wisdom. And so those messages um, are um, often so profoundly different than what our human minds can think Mm -hmm. uh, that it often shocks both uh, myself and, and the client because um, it's just like, you know, the explanation, the understanding, the wisdom is often beyond what our human minds would think of on its own. Which is so amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. So you refer to yourself as an empath. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the characteristics of an empath because there's so many out there and they they have, they receive what empaths receive, but they don't really like know that they're an empath. So maybe this can help. Yeah, I love this, Marlon. I know you and I were talking even before we started just saying that um, for me, I didn't realize there was a term called an empath, like a noun. You know, empathic was something, of course, that had come forward. But to know that there are certain characteristics of uh, someone who is here for a purpose of of being uh, someone with a huge heart, with an instinct to help and reach out to others. And we're so good at putting ourselves in other people's shoes. It's like we can drop right in there and know exactly what they're feeling and experiencing. Um, You know, empaths have an incredible compassion for people. Um, And there are uh, obviously really, um, you know, beautiful, beneficial parts of that. 
And there are more challenging parts as well. And we'll talk about those. But um, what we found out even scientifically is that empaths have a very sensitive um, neurological system. And I love this. I am not someone who is science oriented. So I don't want to give any impressions that, you know, I've studied this uh, profusely and, you know, understand the science behind our brain. Um, but I just love this idea that, you know, there are um, chemical differences. There are places in our brain that, that light up differently when we have stimuli coming into us. Um, it helps explain for me, and I'm sure for you and other um, empaths, that, you know, this idea of being too sensitive or this um, behavior characteristics of being able to cry at the drop of a dime, you know, see that commercial, hear someone's story, get choked up, you know, is not something uh, that means we're too much of something. We're not, we're, we're not too sensitive. It's the way we're wired. Exactly. And I don't think there's too much of anything. You know, Karen, let's hang on to here. I want to go to the other side when we come back from our break. But we're going to go on a break right now. And we'll talk about the negative characteristics, just so people can understand how to balance one out from the other. Right. Okay? Exactly. Perfect. That let's hang good. on. We'll see you all on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you ready to face changes in your life? For many, that answer might be no, not yet, or never. Whether positive or negative, moving forward or stepping back, change is the one important constant in our life. Learn how to deal with change on A New You with host Liz Tupling. The show will help you move through personal transformation by providing a GPS, if you will, to guide you on the journey to your better self. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Welcome for sticking. Welcome back, and thank you for sticking around. I'm, like, so excited about this. I'm Messing my words. Today, <laughs> if you've just joined, Karen Copperweight is with us. Karen is Soli's sister. She is an intuitive, heart-healing, soul-nurturing, intuitive healer, life coach, and angel messenger. She facilitates vibrational energy shifts and invites lightworkers to step forward into their life purpose and ignite their inner wisdom. So welcome back, Karen. But before we start talking, I want you to know if you want to check out Karen, www.solisister.com, and you can reach out to Karen 
at Karen at SolelySister.com. So welcome back. Thank you, Marla. So fun being here with you. Thank you. I just love talking to you. So we were talking about the characteristics of empath, being an empath, which is different than being empathizing with somebody. Um, But there's a negative side to that. I I hate to call it negative, but there's the duality of the characteristics. So the other side of the characteristics we shared prior to break, what would those be? Yeah, I mean, I think we call them the challenges, right? And there are, um, you know, different challenges that are very similar for um, almost all empaths, especially before we learn the tools to ground ourselves and to, you know, protect our, our porous energy fields. And so that is one of the number one challenges is being physically exhausted, um, mentally exhausted, emotionally exhausted, whatever, the exhaustion piece of feeling too much. And again, we're not trying to... Um, judge the idea of your your empathy, your empathic levels, um, but just this idea that if we have these, what I uh, understand is porous boundaries, meaning I, I, I imagine that, you know, you know, that tender part of your arm, your forearm, the underneath part, I just imagine there are these big gaping uh, open pores that are allowing uh, energy from outside of me to come in, and and I and I basically drink it up. I basically uh, can You're like a sponge. Yeah, energetic sponge, absolutely. Yeah. And so that's something to be aware of, and it helps us to make sense of why, in certain situations, we just get so drained. Whether it's um, situations like being in a public place with lots of people, um, mall situation, just crowded uh, spaces, festivals. Yep, exactly. Uh, Any kind of concert or or ball game or anything like that. And then, you know, it just helps us understand why certain people, maybe those that we work with, maybe they are family members. Maybe we (laughs) feel like we attract certain people that come and want something from us. And I often tell people that, you know, others like that are more draining people are attracted to your light. And it is almost like you have something above your head that is calling to them um, that, you know, they unconsciously want. They know that you're able to um, to give something that they need. And a lot of it's unconscious. Um, and there are some that are more consciously choosing to, um, you know, kind of be attracted like a, to like-hearted so people. people. Like a mosquito, you know, sucking your blood. I mean, I had to put it in that kind of graphic, but that's the visual that just was shown to me. And so, yeah, I mean, the ones that like they they know how to get in there and they know how to just take what it is that they need or want, leaving you drained or exhausted. Yeah. And I think the tendency is to be a giver and, you know, to 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 believe it's your responsibility to give to someone else what they don't have or what they we perceive that they need and don't have. And what I've learned through the years is um, we have to honor each person to have their own journey, um, that they are allowed to have the experiences that they have called uh, forward in their life. And it's really challenging because um, nobody wants to see someone else suffer or go through such despair, heartache, whatever the situation is. But we also know we can hold space for them. We can see them in their highest light and we can uh, know that they have chosen an experience to learn from. Um, and we're meant to be um, supportive, but not jump in and save. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the biggest gift you can give someone is to let them, you know, not to save them, but to let them go through their experience because that's mm-hmm. their stepping stone of growth, that's their expansion. Right. And when you go in and try to save someone, when your savior kicks in and it's like, no, no, I can help you. I'll take care of you. And then you're not doing somebody a service and you're not doing yourself a service either by stepping in. Uh, And that idea of I wish they didn't have to go through this. You know, when they hurt, I hurt. You know, uh, we absolutely need to be responsible for the choices we make you know, uh, about how we are having our own experience. We can cause ourselves a whole lot of heartache and pain and all the other things, um, you know, if we choose to. 
Yeah. It's true. It's it's so true. And now with everything that's going on, so let's talk about what empaths are experiencing right now. Because yeah. if this sounds like you, just know that you're becoming more of a majority than a than a minority. Yeah. So absolutely. let's share some of that. Yeah. So I want to acknowledge that some empaths right now are feeling great. Um, that they are, you know, they enjoy being quiet and isolated and not having to go about their usual routines of, you know, work life, uh, errands, um, taking, you know, children to different activities or having to be at uh, soccer games and all of that stuff that keeps their life revved up. So some empaths are really feeling at home centered grounded. Like this is like, whew, you know, it's I'm, a, I'm where it's I want to be. You're right. Absolutely. I'm where I need to be. Um, others are experiencing the, the total rockiness of emotions. And I can say this from my own experience is it is like a waves of emotion. Um, I, you can call it like they're, the waves are, are just hitting your, your boat and you're being rocked. And it is, um, you know, a gamut of feeling at peace and uh, resolved at understanding this is what's needed. And it can be the total opposite of, you know, major sadness, grief, um, uncertainty, fear, and, and everything in between. And it's, and it is like the boat keeps hitting the waves. Mm-hmm. It hasn't, you know, it takes a, I, I don't quite know yet when it's going to settle down and feeling like we're on this calm sea. I mean, when things start opening up again, people will then be able to put their dip their toe in the water. But I'll share my experience when this first this pandemic first started happening. I was weighed down. I was feeling so much of not my fear because I'm not fearing this at all, but I was right. feeling other people's fear, their overwhelm, their anger, and they're being afraid because they don't know what's going on. Um, and I know fear and afraid, but but there's different areas of fear. Yes. You know, there's fear, am I going to get sick? I'm, comp- you know, I'm autoimmune compromised. And then there's the fear of how do I pay rent? How do I pay mortgage? How yeah. do I put food in my children's mouth and yeah. pay my bills? Yeah, I will share too, Marla, that, um, you know, for us in the United States, you know, we had a, a little bit of a, of a warning, right? With seeing the other um, countries experiencing this and knowing what we know about how globally connected we are, even just movement-wise, was, was telling us that it was coming. And I have uh, had a daughter who was studying in Spain for the semester. And um, the morning, it was like a Wednesday morning, and I just I woke up at 5 a.m. And that wouldn't have been unusual for me to text her because of it being later in the day for her. But I just started texting her and saying, you need to really think about coming home. You know, you need to get ready. I can feel that things are going to start being more restricted. It's like in my own body, I could feel the fear energy revving up. Mm -hmm. And then for us in the States, you know, uh, that night, uh, President Trump announced that, you know, he was going to start limiting uh, the the air traffic travel and and things like that. So um, it is interesting how we were, we were picking up that this was coming closer and closer and closer. Well, it's funny because as you're saying that, as you're telling me the story, I'm seeing like a tsunami wave coming to the United States. And that's what it it felt like energetically was the tsunami wave coming from Europe over here. Yeah. Except it was big enough to cover the whole United States. Absolutely. You know, and and we, we... Inherently know how connected we are, that we are, there is a oneness and what happens to one is happening to the whole. Um, but this was just the beginning of understanding that. Absolutely. It's opening up a whole new level of humanity as well. I believe yeah. it's helping with the, the shift that's happening. So yeah. let's talk about gifts that empaths have. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, just the uh, ability to uh, experience other people's um, emotions and um, knowing that you can be this this light in the world that is the 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 gift of why we're here right now and I think um, you know empathy is the medicine the world needs right now Um, if I remember right you know uh, the Dalai Lama has said you know empathy is the most precious human quality and so you know during these stressful times when everyone is very overwhelmed, 
it really, you know, empathy in our nature allows us to respect one another, respect someone else's experience, you know, even if it's not um, our own experience. So this idea of being able to foster talent, tolerance and understanding is truly what the gifts of being an empath are. And to be an empowered empath, you know, we have to level up our, um, our own strategies for taking care of ourselves. It's so true. Right? Yeah. And, but then self-care is so important. And for empaths yeah. and non-empaths alike, it's, you know, doing things. But I also believe you need to do things to keep yourself, you know, with, with a higher vibe and not allow the weight and fear of others to anchor you down and drown you because they're projecting their fear out to everybody. Yeah, I mean, the basics that I tell anyone is start with a morning routine. You know, most of us have, um, especially empaths, have the most energy, you know, in the morning or at the beginning of your day, no matter what time it is. Um, Usually by the time, you know, eight hours later starts to, you know, that's when we start needing to really take care of ourselves. (laughs) And it was almost like drowning in in our exhaustion. So we really want to start with, yeah, a, a great morning routine some tools uh, that we can use, whatever that is for you. You know, for some, it will be meditation. Others, it will be some kind of guided reading. Others will begin to pray. Um, whatever that is, taking a walk, maybe that's where you get your, your energy from in the morning, being out in nature. Um, you know, some people are really, you know, animal empaths and really, you know, get their energy from, you know, different, different animals. And... Um, yeah. yeah, just having enough nonverbal alone time, you know, where we can just be is critical <laughs> for us uh, empaths, whether you're introverted or extroverted. It's true. And I know for me, I walk and I pray at the same time. So I walk my dog and I pray out loud and I look like one of these crazy people who are talking to themselves, but I don't care because I get my prayers out and then it's like, okay, I've got my day started. And my day never feels right if I, if I miss one of those Two elements. Yes. Feels off. And that's about having boundaries, right? It's about knowing what you need and knowing what uh, overwhelms you. And so it's it's so important that you have those set self-care practices that, you know, you allow yourself because you know what you need. You know your nature. And, you know, it's a beautiful part of who you are. It's so true. So let's talk about some tools that to cope with the overwhelm that one might feel being an empath. Yeah. I mean, one of the uh, critical things that I learned, uh, you know, in, in my journey of, of really understanding myself as an empath is to notice energy. And so as an empath, you know, whatever way it comes through for you, um, you want to notice if you're giving away your energy. And so that will, that will feel uh, really physical for some of us. Uh, we'll physically feel in our body. Some of us might, might get headaches. Uh, we'll have that stomach uh, problem. We'll have tightness in our chest. Sometimes we'll even have this, um, what I describe as a, like, almost like a golf ball feeling in our throat. Mm-hmm. It gets really hard and it can hurt. So noticing some of those places in our body, some of those symptoms, those physical places, um, you know, is, is essential into identifying when you're overwhelmed. So you're giving your power away. That's the simplest way to put it. Um, and, and you want to choose to um, hold on to your power. So like not watching the news, right? Yeah, yeah that's a powerful one. No, yeah. no pun intended with power. But I have a question. I need to interrupt and just ask, giving your power away as a human, giving your power away to somebody else, opposed to giving your power away on an energetic level, is there a way of discerning that so people understand the difference? I just think noticing emotions uh, will help you know when you're giving, you're handing over your power to someone else. So if someone's, you know, angering you, if you are hearing people talk, if you're reading things, um, if you're listening uh, to something and you're noticing that it's revving you up, that you're wanting to call someone, you know, an idiot, whatever that is, just know that you're giving, you know, a little bit of your power away to that person. Um, 
if you have family members in the house, a lot of empaths right now can be struggling because, you know, your partner's home and working. You have children that are typically at school or even away at school and everybody's home and trying to navigate the waters. You know, when you jump in and, and you know, feel those emotional feelings that are really, really strong, um, it's important to allow them to come forward. But perhaps notice, too, when you're handing over your power to somebody else. Um, and, it, you know, there is no doubt we're meant to experience our emotions. And it is kind of how we let them flow through us uh, that, that helps us know are we taking care of ourselves. And getting, dealing with our emotions are really, and tell me how, you know, if you agree with this or not, but it's so much healthier to, if you feel like crying, cry. If you feel like screaming, scream. Because when you repress your emotions, it really affects the immune system. It affects all your internal systems. And then you tend to start um, compromising yourself and opening yourself up to dis-ease. Yes. I mean, the simplest way to put it is when you push down those emotions, right? It means you're detouring out of feeling and you're going to have to figure out another way to cope. And coping can look like, you know, um, drinking too much, eating too much, online shopping. Um, it could mean, um, you know, it's, it sometimes comes across as self-righteous behavior. You're doing everything right. All these others are doing it wrong. So it's it's just paying attention to you know, are you someone who's uh, choosing to detour away from truly feeling your stuff? And it's, like you said, it's, it's critical that we acknowledge our emotions and express them in the best way for us. And even if we do, you know, in my household now, I ha- we're a house of five again. Um, even if you do so-called go off on someone and, and you know, express things that are kind of ugly, um, acknowledging and, and forgiving yourself for um, being very human because we are so very human and and that's the important piece aren't we though you know when we come back we're about to go for a break but when we come back i want to talk about empathic children and how we can nurture them oh good sounds great doesn't it yeah thank you yes stay tuned we'll be right back America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive, ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Music 
You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, I'm talking to our Soli sister, Karen Copperway. And Karen is an intuitive heart healing, soul nurturing intuitive healer. She's a life coach and an angel messenger. Karen facilitates vibrational energy shifts and invites lightworkers to step forward into their life purpose and ignite their inner wisdom. To reach out to find out more about Karen, you can find her at www.solisister.com, or you can email Karen at karen at solisister.com, or you can call the show and talk to Karen personally at 888-346-9141. Welcome back, Karen. Oh, thank you, Marla. Glad to be here with you. So happy to have you here. And I keep saying that over and over again. Before we get into talking about nurturing empathic children, it's charity shout out time. And your charity today is Together Rising. Can you tell us about it and then how people can find Together Rising? Yeah, so you can find Together Rising at togetherrising.org. And I love the message uh, that Together Rising gives its um, oh, donors and, and prayer warriors and just those that are trying to make things better for a variety of groups. Um, They really help us empaths, (laughs) us sensitive folks, to uh, transform our our collective heartache into effective action. Yeah. And so um, they receive uh, those personal donations, those prayers, and really take them out into various um, communities and they support people directly in crisis. So for now, especially with many people being, you know, affected by the, the COVID um, outbreak, the pandemic, the social dis- distancing, and, you know, the, the businesses that have had to place workers on furlough, they're really working with those communities. I love, you know, one thing I have to share is um, they, they really have um, revolutionized this online uh, giving um, by promoting uh, what they call it love flash mobs. And so they have uh, thousands of people giving for a, a specific cause for a shortened period of time, um, a matter of hours usually, and really just $25. So they really blast with certain um, uh, bigger uh, donation needs, um, things uh, that you know we hear about in the news. And it just really allows other people to step up with a donation that perhaps is more doable. They call them love flash mobs. Yeah. It it was started by Glennon Doyle. I'm sure you're familiar with Glennon Doyle's work. Um, And she has a whole, um, you know, a system of people. And uh, 100% of the donations go for giving. So uh, Glennon Doyle and I'm sure some um, other donators pay for the administrators that need to run the charity so that 100% of the donations are able to go. So there's no you know, operating expenses per se, they are covered. Wow. That is just the fact that they take care of the administrative fees out of their pocket. Yeah. This is probably one of the few charities or not-for-profits that really send all the proceeds to the places that need, that need it the most and 100% without taking fees out. And then you never know where they're going. Yeah, so check out their website or they're on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, It's just a very uplifting uh, group to follow. It sounds like it. And I'm going to go check on them as soon as we get off. My pleasure. So let's talk about the children, the empathic children. How can we nurture them? And maybe if, again, if people aren't aware, what are the behaviors of empathic children? Yeah, so... The, what we're noticing, especially now and for multiple reasons, is more kids, even teens, young adults experiencing uh, a lot more anxiety, a lot more depression. Um, you know, empathic children have nervous systems that react more quickly, more strongly to external stimuli. Um, there'll be those, those kids that um, 
really don't know how to manage their sensory overload. So we might see more withdrawal or more, um, you know, uh, temper tantrums, more, you know, ability that they just can't uh, soothe themselves and they're really dysregulated, for lack of a better word. And so, yeah. A lot of autistic children have those characteristics, am I correct? That's correct. And, you know, I have a background in special education. I was a teacher and administrator for 21 years. And, you know, during that time, and this is not something that, you know, has been um, just noticed in school systems, that, you know, we've seen a lot more children who are being, um, I'll say, labeled as autistic having a sensory processing disorder. Um, And I'm not a big proponent of labels, but what I can share is, you know, the number, you know, was was noticeably rising. We were seeing more and more kids with these kinds of characteristics. And what I always knew in my heart is that, you know, these kids really uh, were responding to something that we needed to notice, that we were not meant to be so externally stimulated. We were not meant to go outside of ourselves for such a biggest, big part of our day. And that going within is really what we all need. Um, I so I really felt like these, these kinds of kids were coming into the world more often to help us, to be our teachers, to help us know that, you know, this is where we need to be. And so how do we nurture these children? Well, I mean, we we really have to share with them how to um, like shift energy, Uh, whether it is, I love, there's something called peace in schools. Follow that. Um, I I, know they're on Facebook and they send uh, emails um, how to teach uh, children how to get more quiet, how to trust themselves, um, teaching the teachers and administrators how to promote this in their classrooms. And so many teachers have mindfulness practices, um, emotional well-being, emotional so-called learning standards, social and emotional standards are really in the forefront now. Uh, I know for the state I'm in, in Illinois and um, throughout the United States, they're really coming to see how important it is to um, be with these kids, not try to direct them into what we want them to do, but just to allow them to notice when they're feeling emotionally dysregulated. I like that, emotionally dysregulated. That is great. Do you have any stories that you can share with us about uh, working with the angels or the energy of the angels and something that really surprised you or you want to highlight? Yeah, thanks for asking, Marla. You know, one of the things, obviously, that's important to me is calling on the angels. I tell every single person I work with that um, the angels want to work with us, and they want to be invited into our lives. And it doesn't have to be anything formal. It can be simple, like help. It can be more elaborate, like a prayer. But they just want to be called into our lives. And so, Um, One of the ways that I share uh, that can support anyone who wants to manage their sensitive nature is to call in Archangel Michael and to ask Michael to help you with what's happening to you. And so something, you know, as as simple as um, calling in, I I call him the big guy. He's the one that supports us in, (laughs) in, in strength and protection. And just allowing ourselves, I imagine that... Uh, He comes in, stands behind, and then wraps his large wings around me and just allows me to to sink back in, to lean back. I know that you're caught. So do you say, hey, big guy, I need you? Is that how you call him in? (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, in learning about the angels, you know, each uh, angel has a specific characteristic, what they support us in. And it really doesn't matter if we call on the right angel. We can just say angels. But I always knew Michael as as being this, this figure for me, this energy for me of strength and protection. And I didn't uh, think that my problems, my needs were so big, you know, again, minimizing how I was feeling. And right. one day he said to me, you know, how come you never call me? And I said what I said, you know, I didn't think, I, you know, what I needed was, was big enough. And uh, he said, you know, you can always call on me. And this idea of, of this protection being lean back, Karen, just sink into me. So that that relax. I'll hold you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're winding down a little bit. Share with everyone some of these things that you've got going on. You've got so many projects. You've got online groups. You have interactive groups. Can you share some some of these encounters yeah. that you're putting together so people can find you? Absolutely. Thank you so much. So on Facebook, I have a group called Living Life Soulfully, and you are welcome to join that. I go in live a lot in that group do card pulls, do some soul chats, I call them, and just really teach and offer people a little break. And, um, you know, that's really fun for me. We have a very large group in there of wonderful individuals that support each other. As far as classes I'm teaching, workshops right now, I'm doing an online workshop uh, specifically for empaths. So again, to be able to stand in your empowered self and really, you know, come uh, into the world to be a beacon of light. So you can find that on my website at www.solysister.com, as well as if they go to my website, you can get a free uh, audio meditation. And for me, I'm really about dropping into the heart. So this is a heart healing meditation. So, you know, being able to, you know, stay out of the head, at least for some moments, right, and drop back into the heart, which is really our strength. The longest 18 inches, right, from head to heart? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I am doing a retreat in Sedona that has uh, been rescheduled. And so people can find out that information through the Facebook group or on my website. And it's going to be next year. Uh, we're, we're shooting for June right now. If we can make it any sooner, we'd, we're going we're gonna to make that happen because we know people are, are wanting to get out there and, and do a retreat for themselves. And the Angel Valley, where you're going to do the retreat, is such an amazing place. So big call out to them. Karen, thank you so much for being here, for sharing everything that you've shared, because I know that it's going to be so helpful for for so many and for doing what you do, because it's it's so powerful, so amazing. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful that you shared it here. So thank you. Thank you so much, Marla. It's a pleasure to be with you. Always. Always a pleasure to have you in the way you have the the exchange. And I want to thank everyone at Voice America for getting the show on, helping me with all my technical challenges, which (laughs) some days many. I want to thank Teresa Scott Reed and I want to thank our new welcome and thank our new person, our new assistant, um, Angelique Wiesman. And I want to remind you that the global Consciousness Summit is going to be launched on May 18th. Keep an eye out for the links because it is amazing. We have powerful expert interviews and Karen happens to be one of them and they're phenomenal. Um, And until the next time, (laughs) I want to thank you, the listeners, for taking time out of your life and out of your day for tuning in and hopefully getting out of this show what I'm trying to And our guests are trying to give out. So thank you very much. Until next week, I send you love. I send you blessings. And I send you gratitude. Stay well. Stay healthy. 